Good morning. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Chavav in Maseches Pesachim. We have sort of a standalone sugya, a very interesting sugya that begins on Daf Chavhei Amud Beis, 19 lines up from the bottom, a new topic, Itmar Hana Habal Adam Bal Karcho. So the idea is you're walking through, as we said yesterday, let's say it's Pesach, um, and you're walking through because you're going to Florida for Cholomoed. Obviously, you want to have the Sadarim at home. But you also want to have some fun. Morning, Andrew. Today we were de-icing. As we were talking about, the, uh, as we pulled into this parking lot, the expansive parking lot of Nei Jacob Shari Zion, I saw the workers had already cleared out the parking lot at 5.30 in the morning. The parking lot looked like it was done. There was a truck there. There were guys there. It reminded me of the Shil Shul Ha'omnin, which we're going to discuss in today's death. But we'll talk about that later. It's good to see that, you, that we made it safely. Thank you for coming out on the stretchers. Last year it was Tishabov. Uh, when we learned this stuff, last cycle, I should say, and now we're, now we're in this cycle, the idea of So some things are out of your control, just like today's weather is out of control. When you come out of that airport in Florida, the Cinnabon is calling you. Cinnabon is a cinnamon bun, and it smells throughout the airport. Now, can you, on Pesach, take a deep whiff of the Cinnabon, and in so doing, get hana from the smell. Now, whether reach, whether smell is actual hana that you can be prosecuted for, is actually going to be discussed in today's Gemara. But if you, if you could, so then you would think that that would be an Isra Hana, because we know that Chametz is in fact Asr Bahana on Pesach. Okay? That would be a problem. What if you have no choice? What do I mean you have no choice? Well, when you come out of the airport, airplane, you, you're herded through customs, right? You don't have, you're not, you're not a fugitive, you're not going to go out the exit door. You're going where everyone else is going. And wouldn't you know, there's a Cinnabon on the way. And what are you going to do? Close your nose? I mean, how are you going to avoid the scent of the Cinnabon? And once you smell it, how are you going to avoid having Hana from it? Okay, so we'll call it Hana Bal Korcho. The question is, Hana Bal Korcho, are you chayev or are you, is it mutter or is it asr? That was a machlokas abaye and rava. Now this machlokas, as we'll see, was not based on sukim. It was not based on a mishnah that says it, obviously, otherwise there would be no machlokas. There's no direct source for what the halacha is when you're walking past Cinnabon in the airport. There's no direct source. So abaye and rava, what are they going to do? They're going to base their opinion, their machlokas is going to be based on a derivative of the closest thing they can find. What's the closest halacha they can find? Dover she'eno miskaveng. The famous Machlokas, right? Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon, by Dabashayim Miskavin, which we're so familiar with from Masechus Shabbos, which is, again, you do something inadvertently, are you chayef for it or not? That is going to be how they base it, and we have, we're going to have two interesting versions of how Abai and Rav base their Machlokas, and so now with that background, we can tackle this issue, a standalone topic that will hopefully take us to Chavav and base uh, in the middle of the two dots. So here we go. So again, Abaye Omar Muteret, Abaye says that's mutter, you can walk past, and if you happen to smell the Cinnabon, you're fine. But Rava Amar Asura, and Rava says that is forbidden. What does that mean? What does it mean, Asura? What are you supposed to do? So Rashi addresses this. He says, Asura means, Muteris means that you don't have to avoid it, right? Like in other words, Muteris means you can walk by and it's fine. Rava says Asura, which we're going to see, it means if you could find an alternate route, right? An interesting thing. Let's say you have two ways to go out of the airport and you happen to know that one way is a Cinnabon and one way is not. So Abaye is going to say that it doesn't matter. You go either way, go whichever the line is shorter, let's say, okay? But, but Rava is going to say, no, that, that because of the fact that even if you don't have Kavana, it could be Asur, so then we're going to see. If you have no choice at all, so then he's not going to say that it's Asur. But given a choice, so let's say the longer line is not going to pass the Cinnabon, still, go on the longer line. Avoid the Cinnabon if you can, says Rava. We'll see where the source comes from as follows. So the Gemara says, what is this case? Which is to say, let's say you have two different ways to go out of this airport. We're just going to carry with this analogy because I think it's just it, it's easier to follow. So let's say you have two different ways you can come out of the airport. One has a Cinnabon, one doesn't. So if you have that option, that's what Efshar means, and you intentionally walk past the Cinnabon because you're so, you're and you want to smell it, 
on your way. So of course that's going to be Aser. And even if, this is going to be the first opinion, there's going to be two different versions. The first version is that even if you can only go one way, as is most common when you're going out of the airport, you're all herded through just one corridor. And so low after, you have no possibility of going in any other direction. But, but sure enough, as you passed, you took a nice big whiff with intention of getting Hanav from the smell of the Cinnabon. In both of those cases, says the Gemara, right? everyone's going to say that that's Aser. An interesting Rashi here that, that says, that, that it's not exact, that there's really two, right, in the case where you have no choice, Sirashi so says, Miskavanhu vechavavu lehanos. Interesting Lashon. He has pure, he has kavana as he's walking by, and he's enjoying the smell of the Cinnabon very much. That would certainly be a certain, even if he had no choice but to walk through this corridor. Um, in, in the case where he has a choice, so then there's an additional problem, because that's where the Rashi begins. Right, he uses the, the reach um, analogy also, so that gave me the the right to use the concept of smelling. But he uses reach of right, which Cinnabon probably is the reach of Um But anyways, so he goes. I'm not being literal, but anyway, Right, so Rashi's explaining that you can do two things, right? But either way, whether you're purposely uh, making yourself stand in proximity to the Cinnabon, or whether, regardless, whether you have to be there. Either way, as long as you're taking a nice long whiff, and you're enjoying that smell, back in the Gemara, the Gemara is saying, everyone's going to say that that's obviously Aser, because you're getting Hana on purpose from something that's Aser to get Hana from. Okay. The Gemara continues to say, Well, obviously, if you didn't know the Cinnabon was there, you have no way of walking through any other corridor, and you have no intention of having Hana from the Cinnabon. Maybe you don't even notice it. In other words, you smelled it, and afterwards somebody said, did you smell Cinnabon? You're like, oh, I didn't. Right? You have no intention at all to receive any Hana. Even if you smell it, but you don't, it's not, it's not geschmack to you because you're in Pesach mode. So certainly, Kuliyamas is the Gemara, lo pligi deshari. Everyone's going to say, that's just living life. Okay, sometimes you're going to smell Chamed, sometimes you're going to smell Vodazara even. Right? But you have no choice. So when is the Machlokas, says the Gemara, ki pligi deshar, lo mikavin. Okay? Now the Machlokas is that you could have walked in one of two ways, and for some reason, even though you didn't have, you didn't have any intention of receiving the Hanah, Right, you were not careful enough in avoiding. You knew the cinnabon was in one way, and that there was no cinnabon in the other direction. And you went in the cinnabon direction, even though you didn't have a kavanah uh, to from the cinnabon itself. Okay, you still were not careful enough in going in the proper direction. You should have avoided. It's almost so we, we were we were hacking with Birnbaum. Is this like a knas that you should be to, to make you more careful to go in the right in the direction where you don't have the hanah? Or is it something more fundamental? Is this like a machlokas as to whether davar she'ena miskavin means that it's something that, right, like in other words, to, in order to be high for davar she'ena miskavin, you have to not only not have kavana to to uh, enjoy it, but you also have to avoid it. So let's see. Be that as it may, the gemara says about libe derbiu that amar davar she'ena miskavin aser kule ama lo de aser. So in other words, what the gemara is saying now is that the machlokas is uh, did you go out of your way enough? In other words, you weren't mechavin, but the problem is, and here he is, Rabbi Yehuda, as we said, we, we promised, as we advertised, that we're going to bring in Rabbi Yehuda here. With respect to, right, Hilcha Shabbos, and, and really, we have a whole, right, in, in Masechah Shabbos, we also brought out nafkaminas to other aspects of halacha, this, this fundamental machlokas, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon. So, Rabbi Yehuda holds, Dov Roshayin Miskavin is Aser. That your Aser, if you, if you have an activity, if you did something Aser, even if you didn't have Kavana for it. This is an interesting application of that idea. So here, what are you doing? You're walking past something that smells like a, something that's a Vodazara, and you're smelling the Avodazara, according to Rashi. And you're not mechavein for the Avodazara, certainly Isser, but just by smelling it, Rabbi Huda is going to say that it's going to be Aser, right? So according to Rabbi Huda, Kulei Amalopligi to Aser. There's really the only case 
case, Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that you are not Aser is where you, you're like almost like an honest. You have no choice. You have to walk through here and you have no Kavana. So there Rabbi Yehuda already is going to say that you're, you're not going to be Aser. But if you had a choice, so then we're going to invoke Dover Shein Miskavin is still Aser. And Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that it is for sure Aser. Abaye and Rabba would agree with Rabbi Yehuda that it's Aser to walk by. Keep Pligi. So when our Rabbi and Rabba are actually having a disagreement, Aliba the Rabbi Shimon, only within the sheet of Rabbi Shimon, the Amar Rabbi Shimon, Dover Shein Miskavin, the Amar, Dover Shein Miskavin Mutter. Rabbi Shimon says Dover Shein Miskavin is Mutter. Okay, well, if Dover Shein Miskavin is Mutter, then why are you going to be Chayiv to, um, to walk by this area? So let's see. Abaye. Rabbi Shimon. Abaye is consistent. He's saying anytime you don't have Kavana, then you're going to be mutter. It's going to, you're not going to be you're not going to have a problem of walking by Sinabon because if you don't have Kavana to have that to, to have enough from that Reach, you're okay. However, Rava, who says it's Asr Amar, Ad Khan Loka Amar Rabbi Shimon. And Rabbi Shimon said the Dover Shane was covered in his mutter. He did not say it in a case where you could have avoided it. Ad Khan Loka Amar Rabbi Shimon, Al-Hechadullah The only time that Rabbi Shimon said that you can that your that Dovashane was covered in his mutter is where you is where you had no choice but to walk down this corridor. But here we had two paths potentially to walk, and you walk down the path with the Cinnabon on purpose, so to speak. So then, even if you didn't have Kavana, Rabbi Shimon is going to have to agree that you should not have done that. You were not careful enough to go in the right direction. Oh, so that is Machlokas by Rava. So again, you see, the, the question is, right, what do you do about Hana that's inadvertent? And Abai and Rav are arguing, but they're basing it off their understanding of the machlokes of Yehuda and Shimon by Dovashen and Miskavin. So interesting. So that is over here a machlokes within Rav Shimon, whether Dovashen and Miskavin is only meant when you have no choice, okay, uh, or not. That's a very fundamental machlokes within Dovashen and Miskavin applied to this case. Or there's a totally other way of looking at Machlokas Abai and Rava. Because again, the Gemara is, so to speak, speculating. They're, they're formulating what could the argument of Abai and Rava be based on. So they've already identified that it's based on Rabbi Yudha and Rabbi Shimon. But even within that, it's hard to tell exactly how they're applying it. So this is one possible way that they're applying it. Or Ikadamri, says the Gemara. Another possible way that they're applying the Machlokas of Rabbi Shimon is as follows. That the case where Rabbi Yudha and Rabbi Shimon are arguing is where you could have right, walked a different way, but... He, but, but you didn't, right? And still, you're not mechavein. Okay, so we're going to see that is going to be mechlokes. Lo efshav lo kamechavein kulei amalopligidishari. And everyone is going to agree that if you had no choice but to walk down this one corridor and you had no kavana, it's going to be mutter kipligi. So when is the mechlokes abaye and rava? Okay, before we said that efshav mechavein like we like we discussed is mechlokes rabbi Shimon. But where is the mechlokes abaye and rava? In other words, rabbi Yudan, abaye and rava are going to agree. This is where it gets a little bit like Punnett Square, like you need a chart. Abai and Rav are going to agree that the case of Efshar Lomichave that we just discussed in the first version, they're going to agree with each other. Abai and Rav are going to agree with each other that that is the Machlokas Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, as discussed. So where do Abai and Rav disagree? Machlokas is not, like we said before, of Efshar Lomichave, that's just Machlokas Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. But Abai and Rav would agree to that. However, let's say Lo Let's say you only have one corridor. And you have kavana when you're walking down that one corridor that's low F sharp, but you still have kavana tevana. The liba the Rabbi Shimon, the Azobaser kavana. So the Gemara is going to say like this. So again, according to the first version, Rabbi Shimon is going to say, um, right? According to the first version, we're going to say that any time that you have kavana tevana, it doesn't matter whether you have to walk down this corridor or not. Any time that you have kavana tevana, uh, you're going to be chayiv. According to this, we're going to say no. In the case where you had, even if you had kavana tevana, if you had no choice but to walk down this corridor, there may be machlokas abayin rava. How so? So let's see. The Gemara develops it. Aliba the Shimon the Azul Basar kavana kule almad lopligi the Aser. So according to Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says what? The Dover sheinu miskavin is mutter. Why does he say the Dover sheinu miskavin is mutter by Shabbos? Because machas machshevis asvatayr. Right. In other words, in order to have a chiv, but when you apply it to kol kol what you're saying is Rabbi Shimon cares. This is the most malbatish way of saying it. The simplest uh, we'll call it. 
Rabbi Shimon says we care about what your kavana is. And that's why Dover She'enu Miskavin is mutter. Right? In other words, if you don't have kavana, it's going to be mutter. Okay, so that's why the, that's why the Gemara, we're going to have a counterintuitive shot here. That according to Rabbi Shimon, who says that what matters is kavana, that means that even if you had no choice but to walk down this corridor on the way to customs, if you had a intention of getting hana, it's going to be asr. Right? So we're used to Rabbi Shimon being mutter because we're used to Menachas Shabbos, where Menachas Machshavis Asr Tara, and therefore if you have no kavana, you're going to be mutter. But here, the issue is, do you have kavana to have the hana? So Rabbi Shimon cares about kavana. That's what this Ikadami is saying. And therefore, according to Rabbi Shimon, it's going to be asr. So here's what's interesting now the twist. Keep ligi aliba the Rabbi what? But there's a machlokas, Rabbi and Rava, on how to understand Rabbi Huda with this Davashin uh, and Miskavin. How so? The Amar Loshna Miskavin, Veloshna Shein Miskavin, Efshar Asr. Perhaps Abaye and Rava are going to disagree within Rabbi Huda. Because Rabbi Huda is going to say that what matters is not whether you have Kavana, amazingly, but what matters is whether you, right? Loshna Miskavin, Loshna Miskavin. Amazingly, it doesn't matter whether you have Kavana to have enough from the smell. What matters is that whether you can actually have a choice of whether they're going down this corridor. In other words, the only thing that's going to matter is whether Efshar or low Efshar, which is to say, if you have a choice of which corridor to go down to, so then it's going to be usher to go down the right corridor, it's going to be usher to go down the corridor with the Cinnabon, even if you don't have Kavana. How so? So let's see. Abai. It's the only thing that you can objectively do. Right, it's like the only thing you can control. You can't control somebody's head, you're running by, don't think about a cow Exactly. Tosa's going to bring that up. How can you control your thoughts about your Makave? Right? Andrew's, Andrew is anticipating the Tosa's um, that, that we're going to see as soon as we turn the page, which is very shortly. The, very, the first Tosa's is going to say, well, I almost want to jump to it now. The Tosa's is, um, no, actually it's in the beginning of Chavavam Beis. The first Tosa's of Chavavam Beis. We'll get to it. Andrew's bringing up a great point. Who amongst us, it's like the call of the siren. Who amongst us can resist the scent of the cinnamon? And who can, can even control that? Right? So what Andrew's saying is that Rabbi Huda's shita is like a more pragmatic shita. Like, control what you can control. Control whether you walk down the Cinnabon or not, uh, the Cinnabon way or not. Right? So that's the only thing that's going to matter. How can you control whether you actually have kavana to have enough? So, so Barry's going to say, well, maybe the kavana is not to smell it and to, to appreciate the smell, but the kavana is to be over the iser hana. It, it becomes, becomes very lundish. It becomes very lundish here. But let's see on the surface whether we can understand it. I think we can we'll hopefully get some clarity here. So says the Gemara, Abaye is Rabbi Yehuda. In other words, low Efshar is going to be mutter. Even if he was miskaving, that even if you're miskaving for the for the reyach, you're going to be mutter. Let's see. Let's see at least the last Rashi in Chafeim and Beis. Abayik Rabbi Yehuda the Kesavar came on the Asr Rabbi Yehuda with the Efshar Afagav the Lokamikaving. Since Rabbi Yehuda, Rashi walks you through the lumdus. Since Rabbi Yehuda said that even when you're not miskaving, right? Rabbi Yehuda, after all, holds that what Davar Shein miskaving is Asr, right? Because so Andrew is saying a lumdus in Rabbi Yehuda. He's saying Davar Shein miskaving is Asr because it happened. You should have avoided it. So that's what Rashi's saying. Since Rabbi Yehuda is saying that it's usher, even if you weren't mischavin for it, we learn from that that Rabbi Yehuda is not looking at what your kavana was. Right? Rashi is literally walking you through the lumdus. That what matters with Rabbi Yehuda is whether or not you can control it. Right? Therefore, wherever you can't control, you have no choice, you have to walk through customs. Even though, right, you even had kavana, you smelled and you're like, that's delicious smelling. But, Rabbi Huda doesn't care about that because what Rabbi Huda cares about. Rabbi Huda says, as Andrew says so beautifully, Rabbi Huda says, only control what you can control. You can't control whether you smell it. And therefore that, according to the Ikad Amri, is going to be the Machalokes between Abaye Virava, Where Abaye says, Rabbi Huda is going to say that even if you have Kavana to smell it, the only thing that matters is whether you walk down the right path or not. Virava Amarlach, as we finally arrive at Chavavam Aleph, at the daunting time of 6.05 a.m., Virava Amarlach, Ad Kaim Lokam Rabbi Huda Shein Miskavin, Kemiskavin Eng Lechumra. In other words, you can't just go and say that he's putter, even if he's miskavain. Rabbi's going to say, so again, the Machlokas Abayi and Rabbi is going to be within Rabbi Yehuda. 
right? Abaye is going to say like Andrew, that Rabbi Yehuda is being pragmatic. He's saying, control what you can control, and the only time it's going to be answered is if you have a choice of which hallway to walk down, and you walk down the Cinnabon cor- corridor. Whereas Rabbi is going to say no. That even Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that it's usher, when you have a double shayne miskaven, he's only saying, shayne miskaven, ki miskaven, elel chumra, ava miskaven, shayne miskaven, lakula lo. But Rabbi Yehuda is not going to be, say that when you, in other words, that when you don't have kavana, right, that you're still, that you're still going to be chayev, right? It, certainly if you're walking down the hallway, if you don't intend, right, we still are not going to want to say um, that he's going to be chayev, right? In other words, you can't just go and say that it's butter, even if he's mis- even if it's miskaven according to Rabbi Huda. And so there, therefore, we're going to develop this idea of Rava of how the machlokis uh, of Rabbi Huda pertains. That Rabbi Huda is going to say, according to Rava, that you're going to be chayev in every which respect. So again, Abaye says, it, like Rabbi Huda, right, that, that that it's in the case of right. Let me just see one more thing. Good, right. So Abaye says it's going to be mutter, and Rava says it's going to be aser. Right. So according to Rava, it's going to be lechumra. Shein miskaven kimiskaven is lechumra. Right. But you can't have a kula. How's Abaye is going to say that it's mutter kor Yehuda? Right. Because he's going to say that that low efsher is going to be mutter. So that becomes counterintuitive. Listen to how this goes. Listen to how it goes. That according to Abaye, you have a major kula here. Okay. According to Rava, it kind of makes sense that that lo miskaven is kimiskaven. So according to Rava, we're still kind of within the concept of you not that lo miskaven is only lechumra, which means that if you are miskaven. This is how you explain it. If you are miskaven, according to Rava, then you're, all, you're still going to be chayev. In other words, uh, and whereas Abaye is like a Rabbi Huda purist, like you, Andrew, right? Abaye is going to say that Davar She'enu miskaven is usher, according to Rabbi Huda, divorces Rabbi Huda from the whole notion of kavana altogether, such that the only thing that matters is whether you had a choice or not. So Abaye is going to have an ironic kula within Rabbi Huda. The ironic kula being that in the case where you had a choice and you went down, right? In the case, rather, I'm sorry, where you had no choice, and you went down the corridor, and you had no choice but to walk by Cinnabon, you're going to be putter according to Abaye, even if you're mechaving to the Hana. That is a cooler within Rabbi Yehuda according to Abaye. Yes? That almost sounds like Rabbi Shimon. Well, it sounds like Rabbi Shimon's because what? Because why? Right, but here's, what, here's how it's the exact opposite of Rabbi Shimon. He's saying you are mechaving. He's saying, Rabbi Yehuda, in a case where you had only one choice, you could only go through one corridor, and you went through that corridor, because you had no choice. So you, the one thing that you, you had no control, the one thing you typically have control over is whether to avoid the Hana or not. You have no control as to whether you can have the Hana. So you didn't have, you, the control was taken out of your hands uh, as far as walking down the corridor is concerned. And once you, that control was taken out of your hands, then even if you were mechaving to have Hana from the Reach, you're going to be putter according to Rabbi Yehuda. Right? Rabbi Shimon would say, the only thing that matters is whether you have Kavana or not. Because if you don't have Kavana, you're always putter. Even if you did the wrong thing, even if you went the wrong way. He's taking Rabbi Yehuda to the opposite extreme. He's saying that the opposite extreme is that even if you have Kavanah, you're still mutter because you controlled what you could control. He's like saying, saying like a very uh, fundamental lumdish machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. So in a way, right, our question that has no source, which is, what do you do by Hanah, She'enu Yishavim, is now, according to our Gemara, reflecting fundamental, revealing fundamental aspects of the machlokas of Shimon Rabbi Yehuda with regards to Dabr She'enu Yishavim and what the length of that machlokas is. So that's how Rabbi Huda is, is, is saying. So again, Abaye is going to take the extreme approach of Andrew, that, uh, that, that, which is that Rabbi Huda doesn't care about Kavan at all. All he cares is control what you can control. Rava is a little bit more, right, um, is, is a little more real world. He says, you can't say that you know, Rabbi Huda doesn't care about Kavana. Rabbi Huda is only saying that the Dabr Shane Miskavin is even going to be usher uh, in but you're not going to say this counterintuitive thing that Abaye is going to say that that we care that Rabbi, when Rabbi Yehuda says that Davar she'enu miskaven is usher, it's because he doesn't care about kavanah at all, and so much so that even if he has kavanah, it's going to be mutter. That's where Abaye and Rava split ways. 
Incredible. Okay, so three lines down on Chapavim Aleph. The Gemara is going to talk about, we're going to talk about this second, this second version, Abaye's position. How does Abaye know that, right, that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't care at all about, about your Kavana? So let's see. Amar Abaye. Where am I getting this from? Says, says Abaye, Mino, Mino. What's my basis that Rabbi Yehuda is going to even allow, right, something that he couldn't avoid, low Efsher, even if he has Kavana? This incredible Chiddush, this counterintuitive Chiddush, that Dovashen of Miskavin means that Kavana doesn't matter. So the Tanya, because we have the Bryce. The Bryce says, Right, they said, that, that he used to give shear, which is something that he had no control over, as Rashi explains. You have to give shear. And when you have to give shear, you have no control. You can't give it in the baking sun, you're going to kill everybody. You have to do it in the shade. And the Heichal was the only structure big enough to provide the, she- the shade for the size of this shear. Okay? So this all amounts to, you have no choice but to give shear in the shade of the Heichal. Okay? And so, he's giving shear in the shade of the Heichal. What is that? Me'ilah. Right, the Heichal is part of the base of Mikdash, obviously, and you're not supposed, and it's Hekdesh. So what, you're getting on from Hekdesh, which is a form of Me'ilah, and what is he doing? He's doing it intentionally, but he has no choice. He has no choice because that's the only structure big enough to give him the shade for the shear, and he has to give shear. That's not giving shear on Chag is not an option, right? So as Rashi says, He has to teach. So says the Gemara, This is the case where he has no choice but to give shear in the shade of the Heichal, and he has Kavana to get the shade. There's no question, that's why he's there. And yet, we see that Rabbi Yochanan Mazakai did do it. Vishari, right? So that shows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. This is literally where Abai got his idea that it must be, right, that Rabbi Yochanan Mazakai held like Rabbi Yehuda, that Davish Enam Iskavain is Aser, which means that we don't care about Kavana, according to Abai Yishita, and therefore, even if you have Kavana to get the shade, as long as it's a scenario where this is the only way you could do it, it's going to be mutter, incredible. The Rava Amar, Rava's going to say, you can't bring a right from that case. Why? Shiny Heichal, the Lasocho Asuri. It's not Meila. Me'ilah of the Heichal would be that the, to use the wall, the internal walls for protection. The walls of the Heichal are not meant, right? In other words, they're meant to protect the inside. The shade is not a misappropriation. That's not a Me'ilah of Hektesh to sit in the shade. And to this, Birnbaum points out that you learn something about Me'ilah too. That you learn that Me'ilah is only usher if you use it in the way, right? If you misappropriate in the way that was originally intended to function, right? Because if it didn't matter how you misappropriate the Hektesh, then it wouldn't matter whether the walls were constructed for the inside or the outside. But here, Rubba's saying that it does. The walls were constructed for the inside. So to use the shade on the outside is not the way that it was meant to be the purpose of its construction. And therefore, it's not Me'ilah. It's not misappropriation. And therefore, it can't be a Raya for a Baye. Wow. This is, this, is this not like one of the best topics you ever learned in your life? Let's just hope we get through a little more of it. Okay. Eight lines down on Chavavam Dalif. Amar Rava. Rava now is going to present his his position in this second version, the, the position that uh, we're not going to we're not going to go so far to say that Rebuta is totally detached from Kavana as follows. Mina Aminala. How do, where do I say that Rebuta is actually going to agree in a case where it's unavoidable that it's still going to be usher as long as you intended as yet Kavana did Tanan? We learned in Mishnah and Midos the following. Right, they used to have like skylights in the in the Kachia Kadashim. That's what Rav Kook always said with regards to what the secular government of Israel people said. Why are you so excited about this Medinati Israel? And after all, it's led by these secular people. And he said, Well, guess what? The Kadashim Kadashim only had two types of people in it: the Kohen Badal and Yom Kippur, and the workers, the Umnin, the workers that used to be right lower down from the as we're describing here from the skylight. To, in order to paint and do the maintenance crew. The maintenance crew, somebody had to maintain the Kodesh HaKadoshim and the maintenance crew were the others. He said, these guys are the maintenance crew. They're preparing the Kodesh HaKadoshim of, of Medinat Israel, of Eretz Israel for us. Okay, so that's a beautiful analogy. So here, you have these guys. You have these skylights. They used to literally have, right, these, these crates and they used to lower them down and they used to paint and stuff like that. But in so doing, they couldn't like turn around and stare and marvel at it uh, at its beauty, they have to just stick to their work and keep their heads down. Why, says the Mishnah in Midos? Because they're not supposed to feast their eyes on the vision of the Kodesh it's, 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 uh We have to do this kind of like 
Right, this thing where they just have their backs to it out of deference to the Kodesh Kodeshim. Really, only the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur are supposed to be in there. So, granted, you're the maintenance crew and you have to be in the Kodesh Kodeshim, but you're not looking because you're not supposed to get Hanah from that. So why would it be usher to look at the beauty of the Kaddish HaKadoshim? So we're going to discuss that. But in the meantime, assuming that that's a form of Hanah that's usher, right? So what do you have here? You have a case where it's low usher. Clearly, right there, they have no choice but to be there. And so they have no choice but to be there. And so says... The Gemara says, Rava, right, that if it's so true that Kavana doesn't matter when you have no choice, so then they wouldn't have to be careful. They, they wouldn't matter. They have no choice. They're in the Kaddish Kedashim anyway. So if it's so true that you're going to go so far by to say that Kavana doesn't matter according to Rabbi Huda, say, how is Rabbi Huda going to explain the mission of Nidos that they have to avoid the gaze of the Kaddish Kedashim, right? After all, if Kavana doesn't matter, then they wouldn't be violating anything since they have no choice but to be there in that, in that way through the skylight. So Abaye is going to respond, but Tispara, do you really think that that is a Hanat that's going to be problematic, potentially. Right? They quoted in the name of Bakapara, right? That these intangible things, sound and sight and smell, which are considered intangible, they don't have any me'ila because they're not tangible. You can't, to, to gaze at something's beauty is not misappropriating it, it's not me'ila, it's just gazing at its beauty. Okay, so if it's gazing at its beauty, then why did we lower down these workers in a way that they can't gaze in its beauty? Says, uh, so, so it says, a maila, a heightened, right, a heightened standard. This idea that they didn't want to look at the base of Kedashim is not because they'd be over me'ila otherwise. No, that's not the issue. The issue is that they simply did it out of extra level of respect, out of deference, right? But it really wasn't a halachic uh, thing. It was out of deference, right? Um, Right, as Rashi says, however, ain't by mamish. Since these things are not right substantial, and since it was mutter for them, right, the only reason they did it this way is because it was a extra special measure of respect. Right, so once you say that's because of extra special measure of respect, this has nothing to do with Rabbi This is not a raya for Abaye's um, massive chiddush, right, and therefore it's not it's not relevant. Okay, or another version of Rabbi's proof. So now another proof how he holds that Rabbi Yehuda must forbid. Right, a uh, case where he's mechaving, even if it is unavoidable, as follows. Again, the quote from Bar Kapara. So, recording that same idea that you don't, you're not over on Meila for these insubstantial things, says the Gemara. Meila, right, according to Rava, Meila who deleka ha'isura ika. That that is only true for Meila. In other words, Meila, and again, we're learning more about the isra of Meila than we realized we were going to when we woke up this morning. Which is that Meila is only going to be usher, as we said before, if you're going to use it in the way it was intended. It's also, also only going to be usher for tangible things, right? Meila is what is only usher for tangible things. However, ha isura ika, but regular stuff, other isurim, you could in fact be right from the way the Rebbe is saying it. He's saying ain't behem shum meila that you're not chayv meila, but maybe it's true that you can in fact be over on tam bereach, right, or reach and sight, as it were, for viewing these beautiful things when it's a different kind of isur. Let's say a vodazara. Right? So, maybe a Vodazara, you would be Chayev for looking at it. Like, are you Chayev? We, we once waited, I, we had a Shiloh, we were in Rome. Can we go into the Sistine Chapel? Uh, and, and, and view it. So let's say you weren't in it, or whatever, you know, and admire its beauty. So I asked one, one uh, colleague of mine who was uh, in Rome with us, he said, I don't know, but it was beautiful. And then we actually went online and then we checked into Atara remembered that her father uh, had once said that he didn't think it was good. The question is, is it even a shul, so to speak? Is it, is it a religious place or is it just a museum? So, so some people's experts said it's just a museum, but then we've bumped into guys and said, no, they, they had like a, they, we once saw them daven whatever their version of mincha is there. So maybe it is kind of a shul for them. Anyway, we didn't go. So are you sure? But the point is I'm talking about, can you stare at the Sistine Chapel and admire it, right? That's just like an Isra, let's say that's an Isra of Odazara. So just staring at it, is that an Isra? Okay, so my love also omdi bifnim. Now, is it Bakapara? He's standing by people inside the base of Mikdash. Right, the law after and that's a case of what you have no, you, you have no, um, 
uh, you have no choice but to be there, and still you're mechavein ba'aser. In other words, this would support Rava, right? The Yehuda would hold the law after Mechavein is still Aser. So it's, he says, isn't this talking about the people standing inside the base of Mikdash? So Abai, right? Because even though he's talking about Meila, so let's say it's not Meila, but still, you're getting an Iser Hana is the point, which you're not supposed to. So Abai responds, Lo, la Osana Omdim Bechutz. Could be that Bakapara was just talking about people talking, standing outside the base of Mikdash, where what? That means that it's Efsher. Once it's Efsher, they can easily avoid it. And that's why it's Aser. It's, it's Aser because it's avoidable. And that's what, and that Rabbi Yehuda says, you're going to be because you can control it. So we're in the middle of Chavav. Ahmed Aleph, and the Gemara says, Gufa. Let's discuss Bar-Kapara a little bit more. Let's get a little bit more into this idea of whether you can be high of Me'ila for these unsubstantial things of sound and sight and smell. So the Gemara asks, Are you sure that you can't be over Me'ila for smell? We had a brysa that says the following. Mefate means that you're like an apprentice making the Ketoris compound, Right, but not, but you're making it for like Machon Mikdash. You're not making it for the actual base of Mikdash. You're ma- making it to teach people. Okay? So you're using, you're not using Hektish. You're using Chulin, and you're just like patching with the compound in the lab. So in order to learn how to make it, when, when Bezat Hashem, the base of Mikdash will be rebuilt soon, that's what he's doing. Okay, so that's okay. To do that, all the Moser Latibur, or to donate it for public, uh, for public, in other words, to, to be used. So you're actually literally the guy, you're the lab that's producing the Ketoris for the base of Mikdash, Bezat Hashem Bekarov. So a Potter, you're gonna be, you're gonna be Potter from Kharis. There, there's a Pasuk by Ketoris that says, so the, the Pasuk, the Torah, literally says in the Pasuk that if you make the Ketoris in order to derive the benefit of smell, you're going to get Kares. So the Brisa says, yes, if you're doing it for smell, you're going to get Kares. But if you're doing it because you're the guy, the lab that makes it, then you're going to be Pata from Kares. Okay, however, says the Brisa, certainly if you're making the Ketoris because you want to smell it, well, that's the Pasuk. That's a Chiv Kares straight up in the Pasuk. Okay. And says, however, Vamei this is not the guy who made it in order to smell it. This is the guy who's already in the actual base of Mikdash. He smells the Ketaris burning on, right, on the Mizbeach. He's going to be Potter from Kares. He's just the smeller. He's not the guy who made it to smell. So that's okay. Ela Shemaal. But that guy, again, he's not the lab. He's just a passerby smelling the Ketaris. He's going to be Potter. But he's going to be Potter from Kares. But that is Me'ila. Uh, that whole price was brought to show the case that what? That even though it's not Kares, it is a Isser of Me'ila to smell the Ketaris on purpose. Right? Aha. So we see from here what? That there is an Isra Me'ila by smell. So El Amar of Papa, Kol Amar, so we have to revise this. That's a straight price. Kol Amar, Ein Behem Shem that it's true, so, um, that sight and sound are so intangible that there's no Me'ila. However, Lufisha Ein Behem Mamish, because they don't have any substance at all. However, Vareach, Laacha, Shetala, Timroso, Ein Behem Shem Me'ila, Hoyle Benasis Mitzvaso. That, that smell does have Me'ila. However, in the case of incense, right, in the case of the Qataris, once the Qataris rises, the only reason you would ever be putter from Me'ila is because it already nasas mitzvaso. That it already, as Rashi explains beautifully, nasas mitzvaso ain't odba. It's not like hektish anymore. It fulfilled its purpose. So it's like, it's gotten already, it's out of its system, and therefore even though, so what Rashi's explaining is, however, as Rashi says, befeyush, yesh romamish besamimanim. Lefichachayev, in other words, Sight and sound don't have any substance, smell does, and you would be chayiv, but for the fact that it already served its purpose, and that's the only reason you're not chayiv. But smell is different than sight and sound. Smell, in theory, you can be chayiv for. Okay, that's why we used the Cinnabon analogy earlier. Now, is it really true, this second aspect of a, of a papa, that once something that serves its purpose, it's, there's no longer Isra Me'ila on it in the base of Mikdash? Very true. Well, true Sedeshen, it sounds like a bad example. Truma Sedeshen is the ashes that are left, right? There's an avoda called Truma Sedeshen, where after the kabbanos are finished and they're left in ashes, right, you take out a portion of the, of, of the ashes. And there, Nasus Mitzvah, the korban was already burnt, and certainly you can't just take that off and use it for something else. Well, that's a different thing, I would think, because Truma Sedeshen itself is an avoda with the ashes. But be that as it may, the Gemara is using the ashes as an example, the Deshen, as an example of where the kabbanos had already been brought. 
And it says, v'chsiv v'samo et al mizbeach. It says in the Pasuk, you have to put it next to the mizbeach. And from there we learn, shaloyah fazer, v'samo, shaloyah hanei. So we see that you can't just um, scatter those ashes or get any anah from them. So like I said, the Pasuk is saying that the favorite. The Gemara is going to say. The Gemara answers, mishum dahavet trumas adeshen uvigdei kehuna, shtei chsuvim abayin keechad, v'kol shnei chsuvim abayin keechad, en melamdin. Says the Gemara that there's two things that you can't have enough. Oh, we're already past the time. The two things you can't have enough from, and we're going to pick up on this tomorrow. We are quite behind, so tomorrow we'll have to catch up. The idea of shteik suvin habayin kechad, the truma sedeshen, and having hana from these substances. Thank you for coming out in the ice storm. Bezat Hashem, uh, you will be rewarded manyfold for your extra effort.